This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Skipper Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. Christmas and Boxing Day are done and dusted, but there's still one treat you can tuck into. It's the warm-up episode 94. It's Brady and Tom, and we're previewing the Rotherham home game. Tom, how's the break been treating you? Oh, yeah, it's been great, Brady. Um, It's been nice to catch up with the family and um, catch up with a bit of town in the progress. Absolutely. And um, I, I remember you were messaging me. You went for a curry the other day. Um, I want to know, what's your, what's your curry order? What'd you go for? Um, so it's, it's it's actually, it was a Nepalese place. So it's um, okay. like a chef special. It's called a Mish Mash Mesu. Um, oh, right. I don't know if it translates to something like a Mish Mash because <laughs> it's got like chicken and prawns and beef in it. Um, but it's like a nice, creamy, nutty curry. Um, and then a sweet naan as well. I've really got into the sweet naan now. I used to be all about the garlic naan, but um, mm. now it's like, yeah, sweet naan all the way. Um, and oh. then uh, treated ourselves to a bottle of wine last night, which was um, which was good. Lovely. Well, it is the season to be jolly. Yeah. Um, fair enough. Fair enough. I once um, I once went to an Indian restaurant on Christmas Day. Um, instead of the traditional, and that was, oh, yeah. that was bloody good. That was good fun. Yeah. Would recommend. Um, there we go. Anyway, let's uh let's feast our our eyes, our ears. Um, <laughs> let's let's yeah. talk about this Rotherham game because it's yeah. bloody huge, Tom. Um, it it's a big one, this in it. Um, so obviously, town lost to Rotherham, Rotherham, <laughs> Rotherham, yeah. uh, away two one early on the season. Um, but this is definitely a six-pointer. As the yeah. definition of six-pointers go, this is a six-pointer. Town need a win in this. Um, what's what can I say to cheer you guys up, the listeners? Well, here's some good news for you, Rotherham. Ro- Why do I keep saying Rotherham? What you, what's wrong with you right now? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm. You know, <laughs> you know, like when people like try and neg people. So, yeah. like, yeah, maybe that's what I'm oh, doing. Right. Yeah. Um, Rotherham, 
have been pretty miserable away from home. They've won just twice in 10 games. Um, yeah. And I was just, I, do you know what? They've actually got the 23rd out of all, they're the second worst team uh, away from home. Do you know who the first, the worst team away from home is? Uh, town. It is Huddersfield Town. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is my new thing we do on the pod, where it's like, here's a horrible stat. Which team do you think's the worst? (laughs) Oh, it is Huddersfield, correct. Um, Tom, anyway, how big is this game? This is a big game, isn't it? It's massive. Um, I think there's there's a good little run coming together. Like I'm, I'm not saying we're gonna go on it, but there's a there's a few. We've got a few games in a row where you look at who we're playing and. If if we can start to just pick up a few points, um, it might just get us in a better position in going into the end of the season, and it might not look so hopeless. It's a very big. I think it's about seven, six games. Very big six games coming up. I think. Definitely, definitely, and um, Rotherham. I'm so conscious of saying right. Yeah. The Millers. I'm going to say that. I see. Millers. The Millers. I've. Actually, quite a few good players, really. Um, I feel like we do this a lot now, though, when you're bottom of the league. You're like, oh, yeah, I'd have you in our team and you yeah. and you. Um, I went for uh, Brooke Norton Cuffey. He's the right wing-back who's on loan from Arsenal. Uh, I remember when we spoke to Matt when we did the preview yeah. for the uh, the away game, he was saying he's like very impressive from a, an attacking perspective. Um, and he's got two assists this season. So... Um, yeah, he's he's one to watch out just because I think as well, town seem to struggle with people who uh, you know over those overlapping fullbacks. So um, yeah, one to watch. Um, who did you pick as the as a player to look out for? I mean, oh, they've, uh, there's there's a couple I think that are having a pretty decent season. Isn't there? There's a uh, Balaza. Balaza can never say I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but. Um, Belaza for Rotheringham. Yeah, for Rotheringham. Um, <laughs> uh, just six assists, two goals. Um, I, I like Ben Wiles just as a player as well. I've just he's he's one where I, when they were doing well in League One, I did think, oh, snap him up before they mm-hmm. inevitably get promoted again. Um. And then I mean, he's uh he's got three goals this season. But Connor Washington's I know it's only three goals, but I I thought in that reverse fixture he actually he kind of came on and I was like Connor Washington, what the, mm-hmm. where's he been? But he 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 came on and was a bit of a handful, wasn't he? And then the guy who actually was uh, was it Kelly who came on and yes. scored? Yeah. He he played well as, as well. So there's a few players that I'd, I'd pick out there that you got to look at. Um, but it's a team that 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 town can match, if not better, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I I know in the Preston preview we talked about like being on the attack, um, but we'll see because obviously it's tricky away from home, etc. But town are at home, like they've got they've got to win this game for me like this is yeah. this is this I don't want to put any more pressure on them but they have to get three points from this if they're going to stay up um yeah. so yeah but um the thing is Tom the annoying thing about these six pointers is if you're if you're the team that needs it more all Rotherham need to do is is 
get a yeah. draw, and that's fine yeah, for them, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're happy with a draw, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. So it's a bit concerning, but um, yeah. Well, why don't we see what the the view from the other side is on this one? So, Tom, you you caught up with Matt, didn't you, from New York Talk? Yeah, I did. Um, I caught up with Matt again uh, to see if anything has changed since the last time we played Rotherham. We've lost to a pub side. We've literally lost to a pub side. Hi, mate. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Sir, how's your season going? First half of the season for us has been split into two halves, obviously. Change of manager, uh, what, the end of September now. Really good um, from start from back to front, really really strong defensively, creating a reasonable amount of chances. And being fairly clinical, to be honest with you. Um, the first stage of Matt Taylor's reign was decent. I think three wins from the first ten or something like that. Not epic, but solid enough, did okay. Um, the three games post-World Cup have been almost a disaster. That, that, that sounds a bit dramatic, but one point from three games, conceding eight goals uh, in all three, all three of the, in, in combined in the three games, really, really poor defensively, really, really, really poor defensively. Lost our attacking edge uh, against Stoke in the most recent game. That was back a little bit. Uh, we went to two strikers up front, which caused Stoke a bit of problems, but the goals we gave away are just a joke. And go, go and watch them on YouTube or whatever, but... Just defensively a joke, um, and that's it. That's where we are. We're conceding really stupid, sloppy goals, and we've got to stop that. Obviously, that's going to send us down. Just keep going out. We'll be in the relegation zone. Still think we should have enough to stay up. Um, if we tighten the defence up, we will. We'll be fine. If it goes back to the way it was at the start of the season. We'll be. We'll be all gravy. But it just looks a different team at the minute. Even though basically the same players are playing. Who's a standout player for you so far? In terms of players for exciters at the minute, <laughs> the minute it's slim pickings. That's how the, the performances have been. Chio Benny's sort of continued his, his performance. It looks it looks better with some next next to him. Tommy has been decent against, against Stoke. Um, I think with Chio having a bit of help up top, that will hopefully move him forward uh, in terms of productive and scoring goals, assistance, etc. And what's your score prediction against town? Uh, prediction for the game on Thursday, I would probably take a draw just to stop us being dragged too far deeper into it. But I think if we, if we turn up, we can win. So I'll be positive and go for a boring 1-0 win. Thank you. Bye. There we go. Cheers, Matt, as always. Turns out nothing has changed in the... No, no. Over- 15 games. Nothing at all, basically. <laughs> Everything's the same. We should have just put the last one in. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, <laughs> it saved me on editing, to be fair. Yeah. Um, right, okay. Let us take a break uh, and you can hear a lovely ad and then we'll come back and we'll do the mailbag. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win... Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Okay, it's mailbag time. Let's get into this. You've got mail. First question is from Neil Dickinson. He asks, How, in your opinion, should the club break this communication vacuum? understandably there is very little good news to report to fans but this is exactly the time that communication is most vital otherwise all sorts of rumors circle what do you want to hear first um to be honest i think it's tricky with the takeover stuff and like it's been touched on but because there's any, like non-disclosure agreements and all sorts of, there's nothing about that so i think it's like they can't they can't really report yeah. on anything about that so i think that's difficult and rumours do circulate. To be honest, with the rumours thing, I I kind of don't want them to address the rumours because if you if you address a stupid rumour, every stupid rumour has to be addressed and it creates like a, a bad precedent. I just... I don't know. I think the issue is, for me, is the team's... You know, it's not doing well on the pitch, and there's all this talk behind the scenes that, and it doesn't, it doesn't breed confidence, does it? So, in terms of communication, it's it's difficult to ask what I want, but I suppose fans like we want confidence to know that like stuff is moving along. So I don't know if it's even a like a. I don't think this would appease all fans, but I almost wonder if like it's just kind of like a placeholder from Dave Baldwin is like look this is this is progr- this is happening like yeah. we can't go into the details but this this is happening or even if it's like again like it's tricky because because what can you say but I I think even something like look this is progressing we've said these te- things take time but I want to assure fans like the time scales are typical of you know if it is the case the time scales are typical of what a takeover is and yeah. um, I think something like that would make me feel reassured um I think it's tricky in these situations because I, I think if Dean's stepping away from day-to-day operations and like you know we've not really heard from Dave Baldwin I think Fotheringham is going to get targeted for that because like he's the one in the media so he he can direct criticism to him um yeah I don't know I just I would like someone, you know, from from board level to just put out a statement, just to kind of say like everything's, you know, we don't want to cause concern, but everything's kind of happening. But it's difficult because, yeah, it's it's t- tough to address. What would you want, Tom? Anyway, 
Um, I'd want to know everything. I'd want a fly on the wall documentary. Um, cameras following Dino around day to day. Um, you know, like talking heads of all the players and stuff. So something like that, please, Brady. Yeah, fair. What like <laughs> uh, the Young Guns documentary? Yeah, basically. Yeah, that'd be Absolutely. good. Um, yeah. But seriously, I think you're right. It's, it's um, you've got a. These things are very sensitive, aren't they? Um, mm. I I think it had, like the Derby takeover was very open. I feel mm. like, and the amount of times it was like someone's gonna buy us, and then oh, it's fallen through. Um, I think it's better keeping it the way like the way Town are seem to be doing it. Um, just sensibly, but it, it would be nice to just have a very vague like, here we are, timeline maybe, um, even if. It'd be good to know. Have we even had any interest? You know what I mean. Not even. Mm. I've hardly really seen because now, when a club is being sold, you you get the odd um, article saying, "Oh, this person's interested in so and so," and I've I've hardly seen any of that kind of thing either. So, yeah, um, I think um, I think that's if you like. To be honest, I agree with you, but you kind of only hear that with the clubs where the ownership isn't. The best, so like the ones yeah. like Derby you touched on there, like Birmingham, and the yeah. guy who tried to buy Birmingham, I think he was briefing it, and obviously he, yeah. Lawrence Bassini, he was a bit of a an interesting character. Um, mm. I know it's I know it's frustrating because things are going really bad on the pitch and it's off the pitch, but you spot on when when you talk about Derby. I I almost think no news about it is good is good news, you yeah. know, because you'd hope. That means like things are progressing, um, and I, I, I you, like you touched on with the derby thing, having all those deadlines and then the deadlines are missed. That just causes more panic and more frustration. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. Previously, you know, like in the in the Carlos season, um, they did monthly updates, didn't they? Um, mm. I know they tried to carry it on. Would Would you want something like that? Um, I feel like they just got very samey anyway, though, so, and people end up not... It, it's interesting. People ask for all this stuff, but um, I remember reading those and it, was just, <laughs> it seemed like the same thing over and over again. So um, I think we've been very lucky the last few years of how transparent the club has been. Um, and I think that's not a problem for us, but I think that's why some town fans expect so much um, from the ownership and stuff. Um, and maybe we've just got to take a bit of a reality check and realise, no, this is what it's actually normally like. You don't hear the ins and outs every other month, um, unfortunately, uh, unless you like a fan-owned club, which we kind of have been, but he's... Um, he's we're gonna we're, well he's he's selling up in it so uh, and it's the only other thing you think is that if you became ideally in an ideal world town are owned and run by the fans aren't they but I don't know how you go around that kind of thing we'd probably have less money than we <laughs> than we do with um, Dean in charge to be fair yeah I suppose I'm gonna have pure hypothetical here um how would you feel if like Dean came out and made like a did like a bit of a rallying call as a statement, you know, like in the in the second season of the Prem, where it's like 
we're not going to sleepwalk into relegation. And I know that kind of didn't happen for various reasons, but if he did something similar and then you saw players coming in in January, would that, I don't know, would that, do you think that would lift the mood? Like, how would you feel about that? I'd feel like um, it's not going to happen because he's selling the club. (laughs) That's it. I just, it, it, from a business perspective, for him to all of a sudden be like, I'm going to spend, because it's going to have to be a lot of money, isn't it, Brady? Mm. I do think he he has said he's going to do all he's all he can to stop town going down. Um, but I just think it's going to be you need money, and it's what he's not willing. It's not that he's not willing, but he's he's it's his own money in it at the end of the day that he has been pumping in for how many years it is now. Yeah. Um, so you mean town aren't going to get a war chest in January? You never know. Maybe maybe you'll be visited by free spirits on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Poke his head you out. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> what day is it? And it's like little Scott High out the window with a flat cap on. <laughs> Why, it's the home game against Rotherham, sir. <laughs> It's the start of the January transfer window. Boy, go bring me a £5 million attacking number 10. (laughs) Um, That would be great. But, um, yeah, we'll see. (laughs) Um, John John Perrin asks, do you think Fotheringham is to blame or is the background stuff to blame? Um, uh, oh, it's hard, isn't it? Like I think we we touched on in a previous pod. Like I think it's a difficult situation for any manager, and it's hard it's, to. Yeah. Sorry, Tom. Go. It's an accumulation, isn't it, Brady? Yeah, I, I mean, I'd say if I was if I was putting it all together, I'd say Fotheringham's maybe only about twenty fifteen percent. The squad not being good enough is. And I don't mean the the starting eleven. I actually think the starting eleven is okay. It's the the deeper squad. Like when we're struggling with injuries, we don't seem to have anyone who's going to come in and at least give ninety percent, eighty percent of what that person was before. Do you know what I mean? It's a yeah. lot lower. So I'd say the squad not being good enough. Um, this is where my maths are going to be really bad. So what have I said? Twenty percent Fotheringham. Yeah. Uh, then probably like. Fifty percent the squad, okay, and then percent so What's going on in the background? Yeah, okay. I, mean... I do think, there's, there's, but then the the squad not being good enough is kind of down to what's been going on in the background as well, isn't it? Yeah, uh, the thing is, like, who who knows what's going to happen at the end of the season? But to be honest, if, if at the end of May we're relegated. I think you could do a five-hour podcast about like all the things that have gone wrong. You know, yeah. I know we we talk about it, but it's just like it's got all the recipes. Uh, it's got all the ingredients for a recipe for disaster, hasn't it? Like you, yeah. your most successful boss leaving shortly before the season starts. You're bringing in a, a club legend. He tanks. You bring in someone else. He's not doing well. Like you have loads of injuries, you have Hawkeye fit. Like there's there's loads of stuff like that you know. Like 
yeah um <laughs> i look forward to us doing the award-winning oh, podcast yeah, exactly. yeah looking at the fallout um <laughs> but yeah yeah i don't know i think i agree with you i think it's everything isn't it and to be honest like it's one of them isn't it we've talked about this a lot on the podcast before but if results aren't good everything gets magnified whereas like this is <laughs> this is it like um and i think matt touched on this but the connection with the club last season it felt like it was back and i don't want to be cynical but that's because we're winning loads of games like everything yeah. just feels a bit happier doesn't it like you know some people even when we're winning games some people still think didn't think carlos was great yeah. Yeah, um yeah. so it's just one of them in it um it's a results driven business look at me using business talk anyway final question daniel sanderson he asks uh, the club have admitted that League One is a disaster, so why not spend some money and not make the situation worse? That's that's a really good point, Dan. Why didn't we think of that? Um, <laughs> joking aside, but yeah, like I think we we touched on it in previous podcasts, but yeah, um, just yeah, it, it seems it seems to make sense, doesn't it? You know, but um, I, I, who knows? As I think the thing is as well, like if we talk about this, like if someone came out and said we're going to spend five million in the in the window. Let's just say hypothetically that happened. Well, clubs know you've got this amount of money. They're going to try and get as much as possible. Agents are going to try and get as much as possible for their players. So it's just kind of, I don't know. I, I, I'm i hoping. I mean, I don't think it's likely, but maybe maybe we do have money to spend and we're just like, oh, no, we have no money. <laughs> so we, yeah, we get everyone maybe, on the cheap. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it's... Um... It's a good point because it's like you can't come out and say something and then not do anything about it. Um, seems to be human nature at the moment. I'm maybe getting a bit political there with uh, Ooh, yeah, climate crisis and everything, Brady. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's like you can't, you can't just not like taking notice of a problem and being like, oh yeah, that that's a problem there. It'd be terrible if something happened and then not doing anything about it. It's like yeah. Um, it's just stupid, isn't it? So we will see come the end of the season and January mainly if anything is done about it. Yeah, absolutely. And to be honest, like um, if you lower expectations, anything else is a bonus, isn't it? <laughs> so if you're like, we've got no money, and you bring like two players in, people will be like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Even though if, if those players, I don't know, like aren't the best. Um. But yeah, let's let's see. I think uh, we're going to have a lot of questions about this with the January transfer window coming up. So we'll we'll just see what happens, won't we, Tom? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Anyway, it's your boss time. Um, so we'll let listeners in on a little secret. Uh, we recorded this before um, the Preston game is played. So um, who knows what that lineup was? But Tom, um, <laughs> providing <laughs> players aren't injured. After that amazing away win at Preston for the first time in 53 years, Town lined up with two at the back, uh, <laughs> two in midfield, and then me doing maths again, um, six up front. And do you know what really surprised me? And I'm surprised they registered them in time, but I can't believe they brought Hef and Andy Booth on. I know, well... They were a great strike partnership and they got seven goals between them that day, which was amazing. It was bizarre, wasn't it? And like, I, you know, who needs Jordan, Jordan Rhodes and Danny Ward when you got um, half up front? 
No, I don't think I'll ever see a 12-11 resulted match again in my life. It was an amazing day. Truly for the ages. Um, <laughs> but, okay. we've Hopefully we've willed that into existence. However, um, we've talked about this. Town need to win this. They need to go for this. They're at home. The fans are going to be on their side. How attacking are you going for this, Tom? I'm going very attacking. Not like, not like what I just said, stupidly attacking, but I'm probably going similar to Watford, to the right. Watford line. Um, Because when you look at their stats, Brady, I mean, they've kept a few clean sheets, but they have made quite a few errors in a defensive half and conceded a, a few penalties. And I think if we can... If we can get people like Sauber and Rudoni in the box, causing problems in the area, look, Town should have had a penalty against them at their place as well. And that came from playing the ball wrong, uh, playing the ball direct into the box, and that was into Rudoni as well. I think if we can do things like that, you're at least going to maybe get chances from there. Um, so I think as long as Town start on the front foot, direct from the off, I'd probably go pretty similar to um, Watford then. And, and so it'd be like Nichols, Lees, Hellick, Boyle. I'd, that'd be your mm-hmm. uh, back line. And then Thomas, Hogg, Kamara, Ruffles. And then it was Diara, Rudoni and Ward. Um, and I actually look at that and I think you've got players in there like Thomas, Diara and Rudoni who can get into the area, get into mm-hmm. tricky situations, draw flat fouls in that they know. Um, that we know that Rotherham do give away now and again. So I think having mainly having players like that on the pitch to start with, to see if we can get get an early goal, get some early chances in, won't do us any harm at all, to be honest. Um, I, I'm, I don't know who else. I, don't mean, I, mean, I, I said Hayden as well for last week against Preston, and I think um, same might apply there. Someone who's ruffles... I think he's a solid player, but he's not—he's not really someone who's going to run at them and maybe try to take a couple of players on. Do you know what I mean? Whereas Hayden has shown that I think this this season. Um, what about you, mate? Anything different to that? Um, I wonder if this is again for Ben Jackson um, instead of Ruffles. I, I yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's easy to say like you want like <laughs> seven attacking players, but. Um, yeah, maybe the three four three works. So, um, what I like, Jackson yeah, was good, Brady. I think that's a good shout. Jackson, I thought Jackson caused them a lot of problems. Um, mm. at that place, and he wasn't afraid to shoot that day either. No, so yeah, so I I probably I think um, Lee's Halleck Boyle is pretty pretty solid, isn't it? I, I think the thing is as well. Rotherham, I they'll be happy to be the sitting team because like yeah. a point is a bonus. So I think you know I trust that, um, I trust that backline is experienced enough. So yeah, I'd have Kesler Hayden and um, Jackson as your wing backs, and then in the middle, I'd put, I'd go Hog. Um, mm. I suppose he's playing a lot of games. Maybe he could rotate if he plays against Preston, but. Hog, I'd, I'd put Kamara in there, and then you three. I would have, I would have Thomas and um, Rodoni, and I, yeah. 
I'd probably put I'd probably start Ward. I know we talked about starting Simpson maybe for um Preston, but you'd probably put Ward in there and just just go at him. I, I think the thing is as well, like like you said, we've got those players and it's hard because I think confidence is is a big part of um, the lack of confidence is, is a big part of why this team's not doing well. But Sorbet for me, like he he can take players on there. I, mean, I know it, we're talking a long time ago, but that that game against Reading uh, last season at home, where he's like flicking the ball over people's heads and just running at them, just I just want to see that. I, and I don't know if that's a tactical thing where he's not doing that, but just give him the license to go at him because you know we've talked about this, but. Come out, come firing out the blocks early, and see what they've got. You know, like you say, they've given away penalties. That the you know they've got a mistake in them. If they they're on the slide at the moment as a team, um, after having a good start under Paul Warren, so just just get at them. You know, and if you the crowd will respond to that energy, you'd like to think, and who knows, you know, make it difficult for them from uh, and come flying yeah, exactly. out the traps. So that's what I'd like to see. So yeah, um. With that in mind, then Tom, how, how do you see this going? I will be going to this game, um, so I will be doing my best to cheer the boys on. <laughs> um, two-one town, two-one win. Praying for that. Come on, Christmas miracle, New Year's miracle, New New Year, New Me. That's what Matt. That's what Fotheringham should write on the whiteboard before they go out. <laughs> To be fair, it's it's not that much different to believe from Ted Lasso. Yeah. <laughs> um, I right. I think this game will probably be a draw. However, I had predicted us to beat Preston. So if we do beat Preston, a draw. Um, if we don't beat Preston, and we get a draw there or lose, yeah. I think I think we'll win one 0 here. So um, yeah. there you go. Two predictions, but just have a feeling it'll be a draw because. I can just... Yeah, and I, it's going to be a very tight game, isn't it? It's going to be a very yeah. tight game. But we will see. Yeah. Um, fingers crossed, though. Um, you know, it's never dull supporting town, is it? No, exactly. Right. So that's it. Uh, so, Tom, this will be the last pod of 2022, last warm-up pod. Um, is there anything you'd like to say to the listeners before we, before we go? Um. No, not really. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Couldn't even pretend. No, fact. No, if you if you do listen, I I thank you for listening. I mean, it is um, it's mad that people actually listen to us to talk. To be fair, that's all I think. Every time, yeah. yeah. I've got to a stage where I don't even really remember that um, we put it out as a podcast. Now I just feel like every. Every other week, I'm I get on a Zoom call with you for some reason and talk about town. So. <laughs> it does feel like that, but then I see all the questions and I'm like, oh yeah, people do listen. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Um, yeah, great stuff. Well, no, um, yeah, I hope everyone, if you're celebrating, have a, have a good New Year. If you're going out for New Year, top advice: New Year's never as good as you think it's going to be. So again, we talked about it with the transfer window. Lower expectations, you'll have a good time. But um good yeah, no, have it have a good one. We will be back in 2023. Um and amazing elbow will be back then. And it will. We will have guests then as well. Um so we will. <laughs> exciting times. Um and that'll do us to half an hour and up the town. Up the town. So town play up. We'll bring the car. 
back to Huddersfield. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via muck delivery afterwards. Three points, nut nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> 